This episode is sponsored by Drew Coffee. Get 30% off your first bag using code ADULTING at drewcoffee.co. Hashtag drink Drew, do you. This is Adulting Like a Mother Father. Thanks for tuning in to learn more. We applaud you. Now sit back, relax. So baby, keep it pushing while we have a couple laughs. And maybe get a little mushy. But don't forget to take a deep breath. Adulting can be hard sometimes. Just take the next step. Pick the right foot up and put it in front of the left. You do this over and over and you'll be ahead of the rest. And let me introduce you to the star of the show, Daniela Monet. I bet you probably heard her say, Chicago, Chicago. Well, now she's all grown up and got a little baby boy. His name is Gio. Dang, what a bundle of joy. We're a tribe of three, but we're building a community. So come along. It's time for some adulting. Welcome back to Adulting Like a Mother Father. What's up? I'm Danielle Monet, the mother. And I'm Andrew Gardner, the father. And we're both... Adults. Adults! Um, and if you're an adult or just trying to be an adult, uh, this is the show for you. Sometimes I say that and I think I feel like there needs to be more context behind it. Like, like if you're an adult or just trying to be an adult, this is the show for you. What mm. does that mean to you? Exactly what you just said. Oh, so it makes perfect sense? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you're an adult, it's pretty vague, which is fine. Our show is vague. Okay. <laughs> then this is the show for you. If no, you're, and if you're just... If, you, if you're just trying to be an adult, like let's say you're an adult, but like you don't really think of yourself as an adult, or you're not technically there yet, but you want to be there soon. So technically there yet would mean like 18, right? Is that like... Yeah. Worldwide known? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think so. Okay, gotcha. So anyone under 18, if you're just like, you know, learning the ropes of adulthood, this is the show for you. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm glad you clarified. You're welcome. I'm all about clarification these days, okay? Um, welcome to the show, guys. Um, we've had an eventful week without many events because <laughs> we haven't left the house. Yeah, really. it has been that way. But we have, there's been some stuff that's happened, yeah? There's definitely been some stuff that's happened. Uh, before we get into that, let's just do some quick housekeeping. Correct. Oh, we have an email from a listener. Excited to answer just one. this one. I think there's only one. Wait, hold on. No, there's two. Ooh. There's two questions, uh, two emails. So those will be at the end of the show. So stay tuned for that um, in the event that maybe your email was answered. And obviously, if you have any sort of questions or if you feel like we're capable of giving advice on a certain yes, topic, send them in. Yes. It's just, um, adulting like a mother father at gmail.com and Kelly will go through your emails and she'll make sure that we get them every Monday. So just be sure that you get them in before we record, which is Monday afternoon when Gio is asleep. Perfect job. Thank you. Any other housekeeping? Nah, that's it for now. Yeah? Let's, yeah, let's get into the show. Okay, so let's uh, kick it off with a little win and fail action. Are you prepared for this? I think so. All right, then go I for it. I think so. I have two wins this week. <gasps> two. I'd love to hear it. One uh, revolves around food. So I think people, they're, they're going to start listening right now as soon as I say two. <laughs> okay. We, um, so during this quarantine period, whatever you want to call it. You know, we've been limited with who we see, but we see our families a bit and we go over to your aunt and uncle's house quite a bit. And, uh, your uncle Chris, he got a, a pizza oven not too long ago. So it's been like a thing on Sundays. We go over there and we make pizzas or whatever. And I got to tell you this, the pizza skill 
is coming around. <laughs> yeah, like the is. dough is nice and thin. Yep. Uh, Neapolitan style, you get a little char in places, but it's still soft. You get a little crunch. It's like all the things. It's it's bomb, right? So that's my win. There is the pizza is coming around pretty soon. I'm gonna open my own shop. It's gonna be pizza, coffee, and tequila. Just those three okay. things. Let's like wait just a little bit of time. Let's take a <laughs> quick breath. I feel a little overwhelmed on the business front, but go ahead. Okay. Maybe, maybe I'm kidding there. So that's one win. The other win is, and I'm sure we're going to talk about this a lot more, is we sat down uh, with somebody who's, she's technically a friend of ours, but also serves a different purpose in our life as well. And I don't even know how I would label that. Started I, started out as she led your mommy and me classes, right? So yeah, I she's she to me is kind of like a mentor she's a doula there you go um she in a lot of ways is just like a community leader and a champion of moms and dads yeah um, and for us i wanted to say therapist but i didn't feel like that word worked that well i mean technically is she maybe not but like what to be honest like what more would she need other than the certification right right not much so essentially that's the purpose that's one of the purposes that she's serving us right now. So long story short, this win is if you guys have been listening you probably know that we could use some help with our connection and we took the step to start that and we did a zoom call. We sat down with our friend um, and we did an hour long session with her and I got to tell you, I mean, it was just one step, but it was a great first step. So that's my other win. <laughs> Yeah, it was. So I'm sure you want to talk about that more, and we will. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I think there's a question that revolves around connection yeah, one of the as emails. well. Yeah. Yep. So we're in a great place right now, and I want to acknowledge that. I also want to acknowledge that, you know, we're nine years into this relationship, and some of the things that caused us to disconnect along the way, those can be deep-rooted, and those were, you know, like conditioning over time. And we're in a great place right now and we took a great first step, but I think we both also acknowledge that it's really time to put the work in and it's going to take some time, but there's a priority now on, on reconnecting and focusing on our relationship and our connection. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many layers to that and I want to talk about them. Um, do you have a fail? Um, no, I wow. don't. Yeah. Oh, I love when that happens. Okay. So my win is absolutely, um, our session with Rebecca. I, I went into it completely open-minded and she had zero context. It actually came out of a text that she had sent us just checking in on us saying like, Hey, just been thinking about you. And I said, I would love to catch up. Like we had mentioned, you know, God, we miss like connecting with Rebecca because Rebecca in a lot of ways, um, she was just a huge, like I said, a mentor. She helped she me. She was super grounding. Grounding. Us, like in, a, in a new phase of life. Yeah. Um, a lot of the decisions and the, the foundational, I think, habits I have as a mom came from things that I've learned from her. And, um, and I'm just so grateful. And I want, and I think the reason why we were talking about her recently was because with the new baby coming around, we were like, whoa, this wasn't even that long ago. And we don't feel like we remember all the little things like so I was like wow I really need to like touch base with Rebecca and lo and behold I swear manifestation she texts me and I said oh my gosh so we sat down and we we got on zoom um that's that was a huge win 
huge, huge, huge win. Um, my fail is a touch of like anxiety I've been feeling lately um, around the lack of time before our life changes so much. And I think this just goes back to just a piece of who I am in general. I get very, um, I get like very focused on certain things and I want a lot out of life and I have a lot of expectations financially. Um, and I just know with the limitations we have now with geo and more to come, I get a little antsy knowing that like, you know, my bandwidth is, is going to shorten or yeah, lessen. Yeah. Are there any specifics that are making you anxious right now? Um, so I feel really lucky to say that like kinder beauty's in a place where we have a lot of support. Um, so I can lean on people and we can, you know, I can delegate a little bit, but so, like I have other things I want to do and I have like big aspirations and I'm not positive as to how I'm going to accomplish it or we're going to accomplish it. So it's like putting those pieces into place and figuring it out, but knowing that you're going to be tired and you're going to have, you know, just less focus on that. Cause ultimately that's what happened, right? I had geo and, um, and my focus was a hundred percent on him. Mm-hmm. And so I think I know that that's going to happen and it scares me a little bit. Yeah, I totally get that. I, I think it's a, to add to that, I'm sure every kid's like this, but you don't really only know your own, your own experiences. Right. Mm-hmm. And geo, um, as I remember, like wasn't a great sleeper in the beginning and was a bit fussy and, and, uh, it was just tiring all around. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like a whirlwind, you know, and just shook up our life. And so I totally get how you feel going into this one. Cause it's likely going to be something similar after we've, we've almost found a groove at this point. Mm-hmm. So I get it. I mean, just a reminder that may help you that like, I, I I'm struggling to convince myself of, but when I tell myself this, it does help is it's just temporary. And although yeah. your focus is going to come off of the things that you want to do again, it's temporary. And this part, although tiring and all the things is such an amazing life experience. And it's possible that this is the last time it happens for you and for us. I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen, but it's possible. Right. Right. So although your attention is going to be taken away from some of the other stuff right now, just know that it's temporary and try to be present. And I know you will be Yeah. in, in this moment and enjoy this because as tough as it is, like there's such magical stuff about it. No, and I know that, and that's what blew my mind with Geo is that I went from being um, really focused and really motivated and um, as amazing as and connected I was to my pregnancy, it almost acted as like an accessory or like a driving force for my motivation. And once I had Geo, it shifted so drastically where I was like, whoa, why doesn't anything else feel important anymore? And I think because I felt that, it weirds me out to know that in just two weeks time, I could be like this person who is thinking about all the things and trying to like get ahead and then very quickly and like then none of that matters. Yeah. And that's wild to me that that's the same person, you know? Yeah, totally. But there's something I feel like there's just something that kicks in 
that reminds you what's actually important. That's yeah. the, not saying that the other stuff isn't important because it is, but like what's most important, Sure, you know, and mm-hmm. it really grounds you in that. So I think another suggestion and even for myself is spend the next couple of weeks or however long we have setting yourself up so that, you know, you have people that you can lean on so that things are automated and so that, you know, things will run as smoothly as possible while your mind is distracted. Yeah. No, I mean, that makes perfect sense. And I think like I am doing that. Um, it's just something I felt like I needed to get off my chest. I get it. I totally get it. But speaking of countdown, so that, that leaves us at what? Two weeks and three days. Wow. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) On that note, should we take a breath, take a quick break and come back? I want to kind of dive more into our session with Rebecca. Yeah, we can do that. I want to talk about where we're at with just two weeks left and honestly i'm looking forward to getting into these emails me too and and we also just saw this morning that california reopened at least to some capacity yeah dude we need a chat so if you're not in california you probably don't care but if you are in california maybe you've seen this already and this is monday that we're recording so by tomorrow the day you're listening you probably will know already that's crazy it's big news okay all right we'll be right back more adulting like a mother father when we come back recently your coffee game has been so strong um not exactly sure what happened there because i know that our machine is on the brink of failure and if there's anyone listening that works for i don't know maybe an espresso machine company please hit us up because we're in the market for a freshie um long story short you guys something about like the drew coffee i think you're getting the real like you're getting really familiar with your own beans is that what's happening yeah that's part of it i mean the the shots that i'm pulling from the espresso number one have been like tip top the last week or so. And then my, you know, my milk steaming and frothing game is getting a little bit better. I'm like learning the art a bit. I got a ways to go the other day. Okay. (laughs) Andrew has a friend that just moved right near us, not too far. Um, and was in the area and said, Hey, is your shop open for a coffee? Literally walks up to our window in the front of our house and Andrew prepared coffee and let me just say this we had no milk and he whipped up a nice beautiful cashew milk on demand um using literally just a blender so it's so simple we didn't strain it or anything i don't know if you guys have ever made nut milk before but it's so easy so these coffees were fantastic you had a a huge fan and um i just want to say you're killing it man Appreciate that. So for anyone listening, if you need to up your, your coffee game, all you have to do is go to drewcoffee.co. We have a code for you. It's just for our adulting listeners. That is why the code is adulting and you'll save 30% off your first bag. Um, don't want you guys to miss out. What batch is uh, brewing right now? So batch three is roasting and shipping this week. Ooh. And then uh, batch four is available now. So batch four is, is technically... Um, March's coffee. And so if you want coffee in March. Fabulous month. It's a good month. Do you know why? There's a couple things in March. What is it? It's the couple. There's only one that uh, I'm aware of. I think of. Justin Bieber's birthday. Is <laughs> birthday? I think so. Same day as you, you said right? Birthday. Oh, birthday. Well, that's what it is. A birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we share the same birthday. Yes. So those two things. So if you want to celebrate, you know, the Biebs and me, you might want to just log on to log on to www.drewcoffee.co. And did you just say log on? Yeah, dude. We had, yeah. 
Okay. It took me a second. And get your coffee for March. Yeah, go do if it. If you're planning to drink coffee in March, it's yep. the time to order. This Use is the world's longest, most casual. Adulting. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we'll get this down. Okay, bye. And now back to adulting like a mother father. Okay, we're back, and I want to dive a little into what's going on in California because this is news to me. Mm-hmm. So it's please, news to all of us. Please share who, what you read. Here's what's happening: California is reopening at some capacity. I don't know exactly <laughs> what that means. What I read, I, I read one article on what. Just very quickly, I, I think need it was to know CNBC the source. Maybe. Okay, go ahead. Um, yeah. So it looks like all I read was that it's going to give restaurants. And gyms the ability to reopen with um, operations at some capacity. So it seems like it's likely that we can just do outdoor stuff still. Okay. But it's a big win. I mean, because everything's literally been closed. Do you want 100%. to know what this means for us too? This is great news. Huh? Sugar Taco's opening. Okay. Five so minutes away. This week, right? I've literally gotten a friggin' dozen texts already this morning about sugar taco uh, location number two because we are opening i don't even know if i'm allowed to say the date so i'm not um jade and jessica we're just Uh, talking about our little kids corner so if you guys i I feel like i haven't talked a lot about this new location but it is so freaking cool um and one of the cooler things about it is it's gonna have this tiny little like corner where you know your little ones can go and hang out so you know the bookshelf in our room that like has gotten a gazillion swipe ups you guys this is a bookshelf i found on wayfair it's a montessori bookshelf so you can reach it you've seen it on my story anyways we're getting that for sugar taco we're putting these cool mats down it's gonna have like a little picket fence around it so on thursday i'm gonna go help install it all and then we're going to have um, a little tasting at some point and then open shortly after. So the fact that things are like opening around, it's just, I feel like... No, these are good vibes. These are good vibes. And they're necessary at this necessary point. Necessary good vibes. I'm curious what, um, I don't know because I haven't watched the news, but what hospitals are going to be like since we'll be in at, you know, we'll be at a hospital for a few Yeah, days. so part of the article I just read said that... that uh, California health officials predict that ICU capacity will be at 15%, which I guess is a, is a positive from where it's been. Oh, um, so they're not as concerned with new cases. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of wild information floating around. I have a lot of, there's a lot of thoughts that pop up Mm -hmm. with the timing of everything. Oh, right. right, Uh, right. inauguration last week and then California reopening apparently this week. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I'm sure everybody has a lot of thoughts and I'm going to leave it at that. All in all, it's a good thing for people. It's a great thing for mm-hmm. people because at this point, mentality wise, we just need it. Like we need some socialization. We need some sense of normalcy. So it's a, it's a great step. Yesterday. Um, I know you talked about going to my aunt and uncle's for pizza. I was getting stir crazy because I hadn't been absolutely anywhere in over a week. Okay. Literally. So I, I reached out to them, you know, hoping that they would open their lovely doors and allow us in. <laughs> and I didn't get a response for like 24 she was hours. Shook, guys. I was like, okay, so this is the only home that we've been to and we don't have any other option. Like there's nowhere we can go and just hang unless we go to a park. No, there's, it there's, was rainy and yeah. weird. And I'm like, what happens when you like lose your one source of like 
extracurricular activity on the weekend. And so anyways, I reached back out and I was like, just checking in. Want to make sure you guys are all good. Because I thought maybe there was a chance someone may have gotten a little COVID a action, a little vid action. Yeah. And they didn't want to say anything. And that's why for 24 hours they were like, ah, we don't know. Silence. <laughs> yeah. No, but no, everyone was healthy. and um, Yeah, the vid thing's interesting because even when I thought, like when I felt a little ill, and I had a, a freaking, um, what's it called? Sinus infection? Oh, yeah. Like a week ago. And it's like the second you feel anything, like you, you think a lot of things, number one. Oh, for sure. And embarrassment is definitely a feeling that pops up, like the chance, the, the, the likelihood that you may have COVID, you know? And then you're like, oh, well, who have I been around? Even though it's not many people, like I'm going to have to tell people. It's this weird, like. Oh, yeah. You, you get like shunned real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. So I look forward to getting out of that phase is all I'm trying to say. Oh, but it was great to know that we still had that source available to us. And again, just wild times. Like you said, our mentality needs a little bit of variety. And so if that means we can go sit outside at a restaurant, get a change of atmosphere, help support a business, you know, get people working. You know, it's crazy. I don't even personally like need to do that stuff. I just want to see other people doing it. This is exactly how I feel. This is the conversation I had with Sam the other day who took our pictures. I said, I think it's so crazy how quickly we have acclimated right to this relatively quickly obviously it's been a year but like the acceptance i've had around this new habitual way of living like i'm completely fine for the most part and you know what i do need is maybe a once a week kind of outing and a little bit of interaction with a different human being than my partner and geo but I've like, there's the weirdest like acceptance, but the flip side of that is that I think we will acclimate back into whatever, you know, more normal habits are. Yeah. Um, cause people are like, how are we ever going to do anything again? How are we ever going to be at a party? And nah. mind you, I, I don't the know. The truth if is this. People are doing things like when you, when you actually no, get I yourself that- out of the house, out of the neighborhood and you're out and about, you realize there's a lot of cars on the road. There's people doing stuff. So you know, whether it's good or bad, people aren't shut down completely. Like there are people living life and there are plenty of them in LA. Yeah. You know, I so guess it's, it's kind of nice to see it in a way. Like with my own eyes, unless I am in the car yeah. or whatever. I mean, I think a big part of it's geo. Right. Keeps us grounded here. That's what's crazy is that like quarantine is having a baby and not for everyone. You know what I mean? Not for everyone. Cause mm-hmm. we have people in our lives that like rally and are super spontaneous and their kid just goes with the flow and you throw them in the car and you do life for us. I think the combination of just being new parents and trying and having some guidance from like, you know, our mommy and me and our daddy and me groups, like we didn't take that approach. And so we <laughs> essentially quarantined I ourselves. Think, I think just from our experience, Geo thrives a bit more under structure than he does. Gee, like, I wonder where he gets that. Well, I think we all do. I know. Most of us. Yeah. All right, let's move on here. So California is reopening. This is a good thing. This is a great thing. Well, I was just saying we were going to dive into our session a little bit because that's, right. that's kind of been the most game-changing thing that's happened to us in a decade. Yeah, I don't want to personally. No, I, no, I, I don't want to go too far into it because I would rather, I prefer that we do the work for a while for sure before we, we speak on like, Oh, it's changed our lives. You know, do you want to know why I say that it was a game changer? And I know we talked about this, but I think the very important piece, um, 
for us was that like we were in a rut, but we hadn't like hit the bottom. In in the past, like we had had like something happen or we had hit the bottom and we realized it was like do or die, do or die. Right. Mm -hmm. This was very casual. I was just like, hey, put it on the calendar. We're going to actually just zoom with Rebecca, check in, you know, catch up. There was no like sense of urgency. I don't think either one of us knew that we were going to dive really deep into our own relationship. Yeah. And that all happened very organically because we do need some support. You know, and I think what made it special is that we genuinely both like showed up and we listened, which was a huge piece of the session. Um, I learned a lot about some stuff that I struggle with and where it could possibly stem from, which was, oh, sorry, that was my stomach. Um, (laughs) Really eye opening. Um, I want to just say this because I'm sure people, um, can relate, but she listened to some of the bad habits that I have and she pinpointed that, um, I have some like abandonment issues and I had never, like I've been to therapy in and out and I know I work with this life coach now and it's like, no one's ever said anything about abandonment. That was really big for me. Let me ask you this. When I don't disagree with her, but I'm just curious to know what your thoughts are. When somebody like when you, cause it's not the first session you've ever been through of something like that. Right. But when somebody, um, makes an observation, um, or you call it pinpointing something, do you take that for exactly what it is? Like, do you hear, Oh, now I have abandonment issues. Like That's I've just never dealt with that. Um, Maybe not exactly, but it. what happened in my brain was like I went through like the filing cabinet and yeah. I was just like, when, when, when could I have been abandoned? When could I have felt that? And it didn't take very long for me to have like a handful of examples. Right. That makes a lot of sense. So for me, like I went, okay, this could like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, no, nah, that's, that's crazy. Like I can push through something like that. Cause honestly, when you're, when you're desperate for a solution or desperate for some sort of support. Um, I find myself just very open to receiving whatever someone's going to share with me and, and just look at it at least, at least take a second to just think and look at it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I very quickly had like examples in my head Yeah. and actually after our call and even after our chat, after the call, I thought of some more that help happened a little later. And I was just like, wow, that's so interesting that I've never given myself time or space to like think about it in that way. Sure. So, I mean, I feel like I'm like skirting around it. People are like, when were you abandoned? It's not that deep, but I'm sure a lot of people, I think it's, I, I think it's stuff that a lot of people have experienced, like parents separating, losing connection with your parents or maybe feeling, abandoned sometimes is a strong word, but maybe feeling like you're not getting the, the type of support or the relationship that you would hope to get, or maybe that you see and admire a friend having with their parents. Sure. But I think even to be more specific, like literally just growing up, seeing parents not know how to work through things. And in turn one leaves and sometimes would just leave for, you know, 
yeah. a few days or even prior to leaving there would be some sort of like chaos or something that would make me just feel you know uneasy uneasy and then like that's that's a lot for a kid and was very normal i think um and i didn't think much of it at the time but um but something that came to mind afterwards was when i was a little older and i was working a lot um you know i don't know how much i've talked about just like the kind of stress like i went through in my body and um body image and losing a bunch of weight and having a lot of eyes on me. I was on a CBS show at the time and I remember network and executives having, I guess some concerns around me losing a lot of weight. Um, and I remember feeling like I didn't have support from my own family at that time. Like almost as if there was this huge, um, like elephant in the room where like they did not want to upset or my mom particularly didn't want to upset anyone, right? Like I was working and it was a successful time in my life and she, I felt like she sided with everyone else and, and I didn't have enough support in my life to feel like I could be honest and say like, no, actually there's, a lot of stuff going on right now. (laughs) Like I, you know, I'm a 14 year old girl with a lot of responsibility. My parents relationships and shambles. And, um, this is a lot and maybe I am, you know, acting out in certain ways. Maybe I am, maybe I have some sort of eating disorder, right. But to feel not supported by, you know, the ones that you thought had your back, that felt scary. Like I felt very alone. Yeah. And I, I also I, I learned how important that. work was, which is a weird feeling. Yeah. I mean, you definitely grew up in a different dynamic than I did. And I think living in LA can, can cause that. I think the allure of, of always obtaining more and the allure of, of the industry and the success that getting into the industry can bring is, strong for anybody. And I think like you grew up in a family where at least it was strong for your mom. Right. Right. And for you, presumably once you got in and like saw that you enjoyed it and saw some success and then your dad was just a hustler. So like it may not have been the industry for him, but it was always the goal of obtaining more. Sure. You know, which is all this stuff isn't bad. It's not bad to, to want to be successful. Mm -hmm. It's just when that pressure starts getting put onto you as a young teenager without the underlying support and communication that's necessary to make sure that you feel loved and supported. And, and that like your feelings as essentially a kid come first before anything else, like without that stuff being there, I, I imagine that like it can become a lot to deal with. You can start questioning and it's just, yeah, it's it's a challenging situation for anybody. Yeah. I think I was just looking for more control over my own life. Um, ultimately, you know, all of these things, though they were challenging and maybe I felt a lot of abandonment, abandonment, um, they forced me to, like, grow up and, and take control. And I, I moved out. I made a lot of decisions on my own. And I think, like I said, you just, you learn from a lot of things, but it was interesting for her to ask me about that because no one's ever asked me about that. 
-hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons why with us and our relationship, like I ultimately go to, he's going to leave the second that there's any sort of conflict. Um, and therefore I shut down and I almost prepare myself for the worst and, and kind of in a lot of ways, like sabotage it because I want it to almost happen faster to just like rip the bandaid. Yeah. Which is so wild how like we can have that kind of power. And well, it's just, it's just conditioning. Like you develop mechanisms to deal with your situations. They may not be the best mechanisms, Mm-hmm. you know, or the most healthy, especially when it comes to you and, and anybody else in your, in your life, like any type of relationship, right? When it's just you, whatever mechanisms you develop that get you past the situation and into the next day and like moving on in your life, I, for the most part, they're okay. They're not affecting anybody else or many other people. But when you, when you have those things and you're using them inside of a relationship or inside of a family or friendship, whatever, then like, you can see the effects of that stuff. Yeah. Because you're both going to do it way different, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It just was nice to slow down. Um, you know, some of the exercises we did together were different than we've ever done, you yeah. know? And uncomfortable. And uncomfortable. But like, that shouldn't be that scary for you because you don't, you don't, I feel like you don't get that uncomfortable. You're accepting of just growth, okay? So Mm -hmm. you're okay with, like, whatever that means and however that feels. I think that's something that I have a lot of respect for. But, yeah, like, you know, we looked at each other for lengthy periods of time. We did uninterrupted, like, talking one at a time and uninterrupted listening. Listening, yeah. um, Which is something that I have learned that I struggle with because I think I was so used to for so many years having to sell myself and um you know almost put on like some sort of show that I wouldn't actually like I don't know like I didn't learn the listening the active listening skills yeah as well can I explain that yeah go ahead. so we talked a lot about active listening and uh it means different things for different people but listening is probably it's not probably it's way more important than talking or anything you have to say Right. And in a relationship, any type of relationship, it's, it's a huge positive skill. Um, and so one of the, the exercises that we did while in this session that we're going to take forward with us is you sit, we didn't do it this long during the call cause we didn't have that much time, but we'll, we'll do it going forward as you literally sit even once a week and each person gets 15 minutes to talk about anything and everything. And the other person just has to listen. They cannot, they can't respond, nothing. And when it's that person's time to respond, it's not a rebuttal Mm -hmm. to what the other person said. It's now their turn to talk about anything they want to talk about. And I thought that that was like, it's, you know, it's weird. (laughs) It was uncomfortable for the short period that we did it here with somebody else on zoom, but it was a really cool exercise. And I see the power behind it. I think what, was uncomfortable was the reiterating because she had me because it's not a huge skill of mine right she had me reiterate what you said but not how i perceived it just verbatim what you said or try to get as right close and to that's to said. reinforce the act of listening. and that's to reinforce exactly like me that i was actually listening and that is when i kind of froze up um 
I felt like I was failing any sort of like acting class in that moment where I was like, oh shit, like I think I didn't remember any of that. I'm really bad at memorizing all of a sudden. <laughs> Guys, it was just a was blank good. stare at me. <laughs> I was just like, wait, what? But it was more my nerves were taking over because what's weird is that, and I'm sure other people feel this way, it's like I can listen and I can soak up what you said, but it's almost like, it like penetrates me like it's it's left my brain almost like re like for me when I, I hate putting this back on work but it's like I would learn so much dialogue in a short period of time and then the next day not remember one word of it yeah I would it's like a need to know basis mm-hmm. so that's something that um I'm now much more aware of and I think I'm hopefully gonna work through and anyways it was a really cool exercise so how do you feel about it after the fact? I felt great because we got off the call and we ended up sitting here in the same spot and talking for at least another hour, yeah, maybe longer. And it was, even though we were talking about things that we didn't necessarily like uh, about what was going on in our relationship or things that made us uncomfortable or we were just being vulnerable about things, like it didn't matter. It felt like such a comfortable conversation. And like that is where I want to be forever yeah I'm, I'm really happy we did it and i'm really happy with the progress that we've made in the short amount of time and the fact that we still feel very similar to how we felt the other night um but i'm also aware and, I, and i'm like happy to see that you're aware too that we're just going to keep putting in this active work yep because in order for us to be successful outside of our relationship like we have to have a really strong foundation and i think because we have a lot of goals. Um, I just want the best for us and our family. Yep. And it's, it's, I know we said it wasn't do or die, but I think at any point, like you need to check in and, and realize that the time is now for all of the things <laughs> when yeah. you feel like time can change very quickly or, or go away. Like this is the, this is now. So, um, on that note, let's answer, um, a quick email. How do you feel about that? I feel great. Okay. So I feel this so is, good. Good. This is from Katie. She says, how do you reconnect with your partner after you've lost connection? Oh, that's a good question. And very much along the lines of what we've been talking about. I think you both have to acknowledge that you need to reconnect is number one. Cause even if one does and the other doesn't, you're going to have a hell of a time trying to reconnect when the other one's still disconnected. Or it just feels like, what's the problem? Yeah. Yep. Um, so to me, it comes back to communication and like being able to talk about those things and, and acknowledging that maybe you guys need some help and maybe solving whatever challenge you have in the moment is outside of the two of you. And maybe you need to find some extra help somewhere and that's totally okay. Um, so that would be another good step. And then, and then, uh, I don't know. It's like less talking and more showing each other that you're both willing to put in the work and compromise for each other. Because at the end of the day, it's about the relationship and it's not about either of you individually. You know, if you're putting the relationship first and you both, you both really want the same thing and you can acknowledge that and you're both willing to put in the work, then you can get there. Yeah. I, I agree with all of that. And I want to add to it by saying, do something out of the norm. Yeah. 
when you haven't connected, I think a lot of it comes down to just getting into that same rut of just doing things poorly for a long period of time. Light a candle, okay? You know, maybe sit across from one another for dinner instead of like on the couch and Mm -hmm. just see what happens at that point. Put your phones down. Yeah, put your phones down and just commit to doing something different and like showing each other that you still are there for one another, even if it feels weird or even if you just fought or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. It's great advice. All right. There is one more question actually. Let's hit it. Okay. This is from Sammy. She says, I have a money question. My fiance and I are about to buy a house without being married and my parents don't seem the happiest about it. Do you guys equally share all of your assets with your home and, and other stuff? No, we don't. That's an interesting question. Because we were in two different positions like when we bought this home. Danielle was was way further down the line financially than I was. Um, and so, no, most majority of this home belongs to Daniela. And um, I'm on a piece of it. And we split it up as we saw fair at the time. I think we've always, not always, for a long time, for years now, we, we've... I think the idea is that we see each other, we see ourselves together forever, but we wanted to do the right things along the way financially and and whatever else that means. And we wanted to be fair about it. At least I did. Yeah. And so that's the way we did our home. I think buying home outside of marriage is totally fine. I think just cross your T's and dot your I's and structure it in a way that makes sense for both of you and be honest about it, Mm -hmm. you know, because the reality is position that you're in today it's likely not going to be the position you're in in a year or five years or whatever. It's, it's, it's going to change, but structure it today as if I don't know, just structure it today as, as where you are today. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that you should take some of the emotion out of it. You know, I mean, a lot of people get married with prenups and I don't know how you feel about them. Actually, I don't honestly know how I feel about them, but I think that there is a business element of marriage and you have to treat it as such where there's not emotion. Um, your relationship and how you feel about that person should be completely separate. Um, this is about assets. This is about work. This is about time. This is about what's theirs and yours and ours, you know? Yeah. So it's hard to take that approach all the time, but I think it's necessary in order to feel like you're you're fully doing the right thing yeah. by each other. Yeah. It can be uncomfortable for a lot of people, and I understand why. And there's always emotion that creeps into it, but you do have to try to limit that. Mm-hmm. And... Um, just if it helps in any way, the way that I looked at our situation going into it and the way I still do is that what you have is what you worked for and and earned. Right. And I have my own goals and ambitions and I'm, and I've been climbing up the ladder or whatever you want to say over the years and like earning my own. But you know, let's say something was to happen between us. It doesn't feel right to me to take away things that, that you worked hard for and earned and I also feel confident in myself that if there's anything I want or want to earn, I can go and earn it. Yeah. You know, so that helped, helped me. And I think the other part of it is if you do see yourselves together, married and whatever, technically, and ultimately, you know, everything's going to be shared between the two of you forever. If that's your plan and if that's your goal. So even if you structure it today as one owns more than the other, because that's just position you're in. You know, 
do that today to cross your T's and dot your I's with the vision of you guys sharing a life together in the future and, and that, that that'll change. change. Yeah. yeah. And that's okay too. Um, I just wanted to talk about the parents don't just seem happy about it. Like how do you deal with that? Because, well, and I don't know how old Sammy is, but um, look, it gets tough if the parents have money involved in the deal. Oh, okay. You yeah, know, well, if the parents, different. if the parents are supporting it, um, sure. then unfortunately you're going to have to, you're going to have to take some guidance from them at the end of the day. You got to do it. But let's say they don't. Okay. Well They're then, just like probably in, you know, have yeah. an opinion. Even though it may be challenging, I think the best way to go about it is to be confident in your decision and make sure, not that you owe them anything, but they are your parents. So it's all in your communication and your pitch. If they feel comf- confident that you're confident and you've crossed your T's and dotted your I's and you feel like the deal's fair for you and your partner, then... I can't see a situation where they don't feel confident. Like if they see that you are, mm-hmm. how can they not? And if they don't like it at the end of the day, tough luck, you know, it's, it's your life and you're, yeah. you're likely an adult at this point. Like they'll learn to live with it and they'll get over it. And listen, you know, the hope is that they never are in a position to say, I told you so. Right. But if that is the case, again, just another lesson, right? Like, sure. It's just learning. But if you owned, if you owned the decision up sure. front, oh, yeah. then you can still, even if you find yourself in a position where they say, I told you so, you can still own like, that was the best move for me at, the at time. that point. Yeah, yeah. That's what made sense and what felt good to me and us. Um, yeah, I think that's a, a great answer. And it's very exciting for whoever is in that position. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. So thank you guys for your emails. We so appreciate um, you trusting us to answer them. Feel free to keep sending them our way. Um, Adulting like a mother father at gmail.com. Hope you guys enjoy this episode and um, we'll have a great week. We'll be, we'll be back next week with like a week and a half left of uh, this pregnancy. So we'll talk to you then. All right. Bye guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Adulting Like a Mother Father. New shows drop every Tuesday on the Direct Message Network on Podcast One.